Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're finishing our conversation with Beatrice Adenodi about mindless behaviours. And in this session, we looked at how we have to shift lanes in our thinking to look at problems and issues from another perspective. I'd like to go back a little bit further and I can see the painting on the wall there. And I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to know that Beatrice's story. I understand <laughs> that you are first generation American from Nigerian background. To me, that's quite fascinating. And Fuliana also has a, a background of not being born in this country. To me, that people would decide to leave a country or get forced to leave a country and start a whole new life somewhere else. In terms of what we're talking about, do they bring baggage, for want of a better word, with them? out of those experiences and you can both talk about this that is very interesting i feel like growing up in america being a first generation and having nigerian parent um, parents i feel like it was an emotional battlefield not only emotional but it was actually also it sometimes is like a physical battlefield but a mental battlefield having to shift from one system one culture to the next right sometimes those cultures it's not cohesive and then you start to question, well, they, my parents do it this way. The culture is doing it that way. And now you start to understand where my mind works. I said, they're doing the same thing in a different way. But then they got the nerves to talk about each other. Yes. And say that this one person is right and the other is wrong, right? I feel like there's so many contradictions within both cultures. It was almost mind-blowing that like, do you not see this? And it's not only that, it's almost like there is a survival. The thing about America and the thing about Nigeria, and I haven't been there for a long time, but I have family members there. There's this survival culture that is heavy within both societies, hungry for money, will rather sell their own child to the highest bidder mentally Sometimes physically, whatever it is, depending. My parents didn't sell me to the highest builder. They mm. might as well the emotional state sometimes. But it's almost like you can't, nobody, there's no society thriving. And there might mm. be. But the mental state is almost from hand to mouth. And then you come here, you go to the, they came from Nigeria. My parents came from Nigeria from that survival to come to America to meet survival again mm. in a different way. There's something that we miss as a human race that was not even considered. That's kind of where the pattern started. And that's where I start to really think like, what are we doing? We're knee deep in our mindless behaviors. It's okay to have them, but not being aware of them is causing us our lives. It's making us sick. The really important message too is that, that we can have them, but we have to be aware of them. Yeah. I'm just interested to hear if Fuliana's experience coming here to Australia was, was similar mm. in terms of the culture uh, clash. I don't think I had a clash as such. I think what we experienced is the fact that it's new and exciting. And I think the mindless behaviour, just to touch back on that, is, is really thinking right and wrong instead of, to me, it isn't right and wrong. We're conditioned by what's familiar is right and what's not familiar is foreign and wrong. When you look at the number of different cultures from the number of different countries, 
all come together in a workplace situation or in a place like the um, Australia or the US. But going back to the work situation, we all have that. And you know what? That is so fantastic because it makes it so much richer. It makes it so many different perspectives. But instead of using that, we go into what you described as a mindless behavior that constantly keeps taking us back to doing what we've always done, right, wrong, me, them, I'm better, he's better, she's better, etc. Instead of thinking like you just did, Kim, and listening to this morning, you says, I'm now listening and thinking about it differently. And this is the beauty of this session, is making us think differently, question our thinking, not necessarily ditch it. (laughs) Some of our thinking we want to keep, obviously, but we also want to look at it through other people's eyes and making things better and continuously changing and improving, not thinking, right, we're here now and this is right, this is wrong. The, The other thing is having come from another country and mixed with people from other countries, People forget they all of a sudden they think where they come from has the best. But the fact is, there is no such a thing as the best. There's best, worst, and all in between in every country. So <laughs> you've got to figure out what, what we want to continuously improve as a society as a whole. And that's why keep challenging our thinking, keep thinking differently, and being innovative few things we touched on. We talked about working those ridiculous hours and and the statistics, but we now got some new studies and statistics that show that the four-day week is being more and more talked about and how much more productive and better for the individuals and company and and all of that. So that's one aspect. The other one, Kim is going to laugh at me now because it's a food analogy. It's where... I was going to tell a food story. (laughs) When you talked about the bit where we're saying you just keep following step one, step two, step three. Yeah, you do that with a recipe and yes, guess what? You get it. And that recipe was fantastic. But by continuously doing that, that's all you're ever going to get, the same recipe and the same outcome. But the innovative chefs will use that and say, what if I did that? What if I added that? What if I took that out? And that's give us that freedom. I love it. That was oh. a great song. Like, I like lean in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my food story anyway because it relates, and I know she won't mind because it's one that we've we've heard many times before. When Fuliana and the family first arrived, she was one of, of many. She has seven brothers and sisters, and they were used to a certain kind of bread, so the Lebanese bread, the, the Middle Eastern bread, and that would fill them up. And, and it was a good way for her poor mother to keep all these people fed, and they would send her down to the, the local store, one of her and one of the brothers. In those days, we, we didn't have anything as exotic as Lebanese bread in the local store. It was just plain, ordinary, white, sliced bread. And on the walk back from the shop to the house, they would eat half the loaf <laughs> because it just didn't fill them. You know, it just wasn't, yeah. it, it just didn't taste like anything. When you look at that, the behaviour is it's bread. We have to eat it, but we just got to keep eating it because it's not filling yeah. us the way the old style used to. But it's interesting that, in a sense, that mindless behaviour of it's bread, I have to eat it, without thinking about 
it's different, relates to what we've talked about this morning. The last thing that we had on our list was the steps of, of overcoming the mindless behaviours and the uncomfortable conversations that we might have to have. I think we probably touched on it briefly, but is there anything else that you would like to offer the listeners in terms of taking steps to start changing what they're doing? So yeah, a lot of what I said earlier is start to question things, you know, but the biggest way, the biggest catalyst is basically identifying a challenge in your life. Because I feel like, I hate to say this, but in the midst of great deep pain and uncomfort is Mm. when we actually have these breakthroughs. Because if we're frustrated, if we're being our head to the wall, (laughs) next thing you know, it's like, why am I beating my head to the wall? And you stepping back to ask yourself these questions. And once you step back, you're like, wait a minute, I was talking about this. Why am I so hung up on this? Like, and then all of a sudden things start to roll out, right? And fall into place. And then, you know, like, like I said, you have to understand the problem to get to the root of the solution. So my first advice is identify a challenge in your life. And I say, switch lanes. How do you see, see it in another perspective? Okay, so that's it. See it in another perspective. And then start asking those questions because questions gives you clarity, right? One of the challenges I know that we see, I see in the world is there's realities and there's truths. Some people don't want to hear the truth. And a lot of people do not want to be comfortable because comfort is where we feel safe. But sometimes that uncomfortable, being comfortable for a certain level of time, sometimes make you even more of a risk of being unsafe. Mm -hmm. If you're not identifying those challenges because you're comfortable, it's almost like, you know, the bugs come out when, (laughs) you know, when you sit out for a long time, next thing you know, you start seeing those bugs. Mm. You start bugging you everything. (laughs) And next thing you know, The bugs are there to the degree that you got to get off your seat. It's interesting that so much of what we've talked to people about, about changing lives, comes down to it has to happen when there's a crisis. And what we'd like to encourage is you don't let it get to the crisis stage because is is that not yet again a mindless behaviour of us just going along until it comes to a point where it's make or break? That's probably the biggest mindless behaviour that we all have in terms of of life generally? A lot of the mindless behaviors that I really talk about in my book that I really talk about ever are very subtle. So if I think about what I said, you remember when I said about like the text my friend would text me and not say hi? Mm. You know how those micro issues of oppression can magnify into something totally Mm. different, right? Mm. And there's some levels of extreme. The extreme is suicide. That means that you feel totally abandoned in a pool full of a billion people. But why is that? Because sometimes it starts with this little, little thing right here. And then if you have it enough, you get accustomed to it, but it's bothering you. You don't even know that it's bothering you and you're not speaking about it because you're like, well, it's nothing. Then all of a sudden it's rearing in your system like a cancer. And all of a sudden you get to this point that you can't take it anymore. You're annoyed and you're cutting people off. You're isolating yourself. You're doing all of this stuff. And then you come to this crossroad. You got two paths. You're going to go break down or it's going to be your breakthrough. 
wherever that is, a path got to be chosen. And that's only one. There's so many like that. Well, we've certainly covered some ground today. And we're quite mesmerized by the information and challenged, I will say, on a personal note, I've been challenged yeah. by the human resources I have to start thinking about. <laughs> but it has been a, a real pleasure and an honor to talk to you and to hear your views. We will put the links to the book and to your website with the podcast so that people can find out more and read more and, and understand more. But we do thank you very much for your time and your insights today. And we wish you well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. There we have our final part in our conversation with Beatrice Adenodi. If you'd like to listen to the other two parts, please look at those through the website. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Executive.